What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of These Quarantines. I am a friendly board host, the Juggernauts, and let's jump right in as usual, right? Shall we? Um, okay, so first things first, you know, um, it's a new week. Um, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, for you, for our American people, do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving or not? I mean, I don't, but you know, I'm always. Any, th- any opportunity to, to eat turkey is always good for me. Uh, but anyway, in the world of movie news, uh, we had a huge um, kind of reveal of new movie news, uh, movie dates, you know, releases rather, especially with this actual strike over and done and movies going back to production. And what's really interesting about this is, is the fact that as of next year, 2024, the only Marvel, Legends slash MCU movie that would be airing in cinemas would be Deadpool 3. And think about it, Deadpool 3 is not even a main MCU movie. It's just going to be obviously ported into the MCU because of the acquisition of Fox by um, Disney. So technically, there's no real true MCU movie next year. I mean, there are going to be MCU shows like Echo and I believe um, Agatha, um, Dark Hole Diaries, that's the title now. I hope they don't change the subtitle again. So that would be really interesting, and I feel like it comes at a good time where uh, everyone talks about superhero fatigue, right? And I do agree with superhero fatigue, but not for the reasons people think. I think superhero fatigue came from the fact that, first of all, overproduction of superhero TV shows and movies, obviously, and then the fact that, despite overproduction, those movies and TV shows were also so par and mediocre. Because let's be honest, if all the movies that came out, Ant-Man 3, Secret Division, um, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Strange, everything that came out was actually top tier and firing on all cylinders. We wouldn't be complaining about uh, fatigue, you know, She-Hulk and, you know, and more. So uh, I'm, de- I'm definitely looking forward to this break for the MCU. I think it gives people time and maybe hopefully they also kind of go back to drawing board and look for the reasons and things that made the MCU great in the first place. So yeah, the list of the new superhero movies coming out in 2025 and what's interesting is that DC also barely has anything coming out next year so it's going to be like an entire renaissance for both Marvel and DC as a whole so um here's a list of the movies coming out from 2025 we'll start with uh um, February 14th and that's Captain America 4 I, I believe it's, it's now called New World Order or it's called Brave New World I know it was changed one of the titles February 14th uh Captain America 4 is, is a project that um, I'm actually looking forward to it. I won't say I'm super psyched. Now, I actually enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier, at least the first four episodes. I thought the last two episodes were, uh, were kind of uh, just mediocre and just overdone. Um, but I really, Sam has cap, cap made sense, and I like the fact that he also has his own sense of righteousness. And the fact that he's not even using the serum and he's just going about it with all his wheat and, and whatever. One thing I have to say though is that suit. I'm sorry. I know people like comic accurate suits and what have you. Nah, that suit is just, just not it, man. I really hope it gets an upgrade, you know, for the movie. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this, regardless, you know, um, and seeing what they're going to do with it. And I believe Lida, the character Samuel Stearns from The Incredible Walk, is coming back. So that'll be interesting to see what to do with it. Then next, we have Fantastic Four, which, gonna, which is meant to drop on the 2nd of May. Oof, Fantastic Four, man. You know, Fantastic Four is one of those things that. As a kid, I remember there was one of my favorite comics reading. It, there was with the Cartoon Network um, animation, the Cartoon Cartoon Network, the Fantastic Four cartoon. Uh, of course, they had Fantastic Four movies. The, the first ones that were directed by Tim Story, that had um, Chris Evans as Human Torch, Jessica Alba as you know Mrs. 
Fantastic or Storm and things like that. I actually enjoy those movies. I'm not gonna lie. I know they're not great, but they're guilty pleasures of mine. We don't talk about the Josh Trank 2015 Fantastic Four movie. That was a disaster. That went wrong so many ways. But all things said and done, Fantastic Four is one of those projects that has never been really. I don't know. It's just popular amongst people, but it has never been uh, a huge profitable juggernaut. But people are always psyched to see or hear new casting regarding it. So I'm looking forward to this. Of course, no casting, no official casting is out. There are a lot of rumors, strong rumors about Pedro Pascal playing uh, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Man, dude, that guy is busier than the worker be at this point <laughs> kudos to his agents you know and then Vanessa Kirby is rumored to play um Sue Storm Vanessa Kirby is always a good choice she's really fantastic uh, she was really great in the Mission Impossible movies and um, other things then we have um <laughs> someone I've come to love over the over the years Ebon Backrack Ebon Moss Backrack of course he plays Cousin Richie from The Bear if you have not seen The Bear you have to check it out he's rumored to play um um, what you call his name? Ben Grimm. That's the thing. And then uh, Joseph Queen from Stranger Things. He was the one that was in this season four Stranger Things. The the kind of you know the guitar riffing guy. I've forgotten his name. That was friend with Dusty. Yeah, as rumored to play Human Touch. It's actually cool cool casting news. I think for me, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but like I said, casting is irrelevant because it's about the movie itself. Because I remember the 2015 Josh Trank movie had good casting too. You know, with um, Michael B. Jordan. Um, with um, 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 what's what's a freaking name from House of Cards, and I mean you had Miles Teller, things like that, and you know unfortunately it just didn't deliver. So yes, hoping, yes, hoping. Moving on, um, of course our first DC property by then dropping on July 11th of July. I think is most important DC DC movie right now, Superman Legacy. That's going to be directed by um, James Gunn. This movie needs. Does it have to? It needs to be successful. Seriously, look, Marvel might be in the rush right now, but I feel like Marvel still can still kind of risk one or two kind of mediocre projects. I mean, they shouldn't. But with DC, people's hopes have been dashed. Look, I really Aquaman two looks good so far from the trailers, and I hope the movie is is good. But I really hope it does well too because the fate in the DC has kind of tanked significantly. So I'm um, fingers crossed for that for that because Superman Legacy needs to be very good now i have a lot of faith in james gunn because he has never disappointed so far uh and i hope he delivers with this movie definitely hope he delivers with this movie then we have um thunderbolt july 25th i'm not gonna like thunderbolt kind of intrigued me i like the concept uh it's a bit similar to suicide squad the thing is i'm a fan of a band of characters going against the bigger threats that are just like they're not necessarily good guys they're morally, morally grey and then they kind of figure themselves around the way and things like that. And we know we have characters like Winter Soldier, uh, uh, Red Guardian played by David Harbour from Black Widow. We even have Elena Belova played by Frank Florence Pugh as well. And then we have Ghost, a very, uh, very underrated, uh, underused character in my opinion from Ant-Man too, you know, among the characters too. There are rumors of Sentry playing a role in the movie. My guess would be that Sentry is a major threat that they need the Thunderbolts to stop and things like that. Now, of course, look, Sentry is one of those characters in the comics that is just stupidly overpowered. I hope they make his powers a bit more grounded. Not depower him too much, but make him more, more grounded. Don't make him someone that is overpowered and then some of the baseball bats is hitting him. Yes, I'm looking at you, Harley Quinn and um, Enchantress from Suicide Squad. That's David A. Yes, Suicide Squad. But yeah, 
I'm actually kind of curious about I, I like the concept of it all um, and I'm looking forward to how this deliver especially the ensemble cast having good chemistry amongst themselves then October 3rd kind of already Halloween again we're having the Batman 2 now the Batman was a pleasant surprise for me um, Robert Pattinson really delivered with his performance as Bruce Wayne the cast was fantastic and the circus as um, um, Alfred Paul Dano as Riddler you know, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, really, really good stuff. Uh, Selena Kyle played by Zoe Kravitz. Uh, oh my god, how can I forget the penguin, man? Colin Farrell disappeared literally into the role of the penguin. I love that movie so much. I was really, really surprised and impressed by it. I'm looking forward to the penguin TV series, by the way, and I'm looking forward to what they want to do with this. A lot of rumors are coming about who the potential villain might be, the top rumors, and my, I think my top guesses are either Mr. Freeze. Of course, a more grounded Mr. Freeze because this is a more grounded reality, um, and then Hush as well. But I'm definitely looking forward to this, man. Yeah, I'm even re-watching the Batman movie as we talk about it now. And then um, lastly for that year, will be November seventh, <laughs> a movie that oh my god has been developing here for so such a long time that like it could literally be an undead vampire at this point, and that's Blade. Uh, Marshall Ali was tapped to play Blade many moons ago. I mean, this dude has even expressed his frustration over like the stalling of stalling of the project, and I wouldn't blame him. It's we had got some news, some kind of unpleasant news and rumors from kind of the production and everything. And I really, I don't have much. I don't put a lot of hope because I really don't think this movie is probably going to drop even 2025. I hope it does. And uh, looking forward to hopefully doing a really good performance. I'm still don't, I don't still don't know how, how I feel about the PG-13 Blade, but I mean the Batman was PG-13, but it was really hard PG-13, and there's a lot of kind of scenes of violence. So it's probably possible. Well, those are my thoughts on it. Out of all these projects, upcoming projects, which one are you looking forward to the most? Let me know what you guys think. All right. Uh, yeah. So just moving on over to that. Let's go into like the main topics of today. Uh, this was a topic that really caught me off guard because I found it really, really hilarious. Um, speaking of Netflix, you know, um, recently we kind of got like a an expo of the fact that a film director called Carl Rinch, who directed um, this uh, Keanu Reeves Samurai movie at the time, uh, 47 Running. I mean, I know the movie got a lot of flack. I didn't like the movie per se. I did, it was a guilty pleasure of mine. I, th- I thought it was interesting. But it wasn't that memorable. Um, so basically, what happened was Netflix gave him um, fifty-five million dollars because he's a producer as well on a new upcoming project, I believe a TV series. And apparently, the director <laughs> um, spent about eleven million of the money on gambling, and also flipped about four million in um, Dogecoin um, stocks. You know, uh, which I actually saw a profit of twenty-seven million, which he obviously squandered. He went on a shopping spree, buying like Rolls Royces, Ferraris designer clothing expensive furniture and things like that and of course now you know he, he's probably gonna face a lawsuit for misappropriation of, of funds and fraud but this is ridiculous to me like how do you screw the pooch this bad and how did netflix put so much faith in such a person's kind of hand i mean were they not checking up on the projects knowing what's up like checking up on dailies how far has the script been written as it as, as a crew being cast and things like that because this is wildly wildly irresponsible from both netflix part and obviously from the director's part as well and it's just buying blue apparently netflix was actually like thinking they had the next stranger things in their hand which just show, goes to show how 
kind of um you know clueless they can be there at Netflix because how do you hand out over 50 million dollars to somebody without fact checking or even following up on them? This is really it's one of the funniest news that I can I can hear and I, I just can't believe it. Um alright, uh moving on, still talking on Netflix. Squid Game the Challenge dropped this first five episodes recently, and um I'm probably going to be in the minority, but I'm going to say this. I actually enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. A lot, a lot of people kind of moaned about it being kind of defeated the purpose of the original anti-capitalist message of the original Korean Squid Game and things like that. But look, it's a reality show, game show, people competing against each other, things like that. That's how I look at it, to be honest. And I'm going to talk about the things I really liked about the show are the games, of course, the tasks, the elimination rounds. I even like the fact that they changed some of the, they introduced a new game. To kind of give it a twist because so, a lot of the players obviously have seen the tv show and we're expecting the games going sequentially but i love the fact that they even put a twist of a, a, a physical game and turn into a mental game things like that now of course what i don't like about the show are some of the most of the human characters actually the human participants i mean it's kind of over melodramatic at times and you can tell that some of this kind of um storytelling i guess is scripted you know, they, they clearly want you to root for this person. They want you, they want to paint this guy as a villain, and I get that for dramatic purposes, you know. But it came off a really melodramatic, and I, I find it odd. I mean, the total price um, price pool is four point five million dollars. I mean, four point five fucking million dollars, and then people are all like, "Oh, how can he do that? How can he eliminate this person? That's so heartless. That's so cold." I'm like, "Madam, sir, there's four million dollars on the line. I don't know you from Adam. I'm here to compete and win and make my life a better place." But I just find it funny how people are kind of being pretentious and judging and other people anyway but look all you know i actually enjoyed the first five five episodes now i know i wanted Netflix to make this a weekly um, release but the fact that they should made it kind of like a mid-season release so five episodes before then four episodes and the finale at least it gives it time to build up hype and kudos to them i still wish they went the full one episode per week but i still have to give them credit where credit is due and have you checked out squid game the challenge i really enjoyed this let me know your thoughts on it all right moving on um yeah so we have superman legacy we have a lot of casting news of course we know that rachel brosnan is playing um Lewis lane and we have a superman casting person playing superman and clark Kent himself but one casting actually stood out to me is that of lex luthor and this was a surprise because nicholas holt has been picked to play lex luthor and now don't get me wrong nicholas holt is a fantastic director and um, actor rather he was good in mad max Fury Road. i loved him in that he was fantastic in the menu hell i enjoyed him in renfield i thought that movie was pretty charming you know really really good um, um actor man that dude is really good well obviously the beast as well in the x-men kind of prequel movies and all that so but what's so funny about nicholas holt is that he actually first auditioned for Batman. He didn't get the role. Well, that's Batman. It was actually even I think it was runner up to Robert Pattinson. He didn't get the role, obviously. Then he also auditioned for <laughs> Superman himself for Superman Legacy, and he didn't get it. And hey, you know what happens is, is that live long to become? Is that you die a hero, or live long to become a villain? And it seems like you know he didn't become the hero, so he decided to go to become a villain, which is interesting because he's playing Lex Luthor now. And Ideally, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I can't picture it because I have a, a set image of Lex Luthor in my head. But depending on kind of tone they want to go for for the movie, I'm curious to see what has gonna pan out. But definitely looking forward to this. And Superman um, Legacy is really, really, really one of those projects I'm really hyped for. Undoubtedly. All right, moving on. Um, Invincible. Uh, Invincible season two. We got our first four episodes before we went on a mid-season break, which annoys me because a total of eight episodes should not be having a mid-season break. But hey, 
I hear it's about giving animators time to kind of spend more time on animation and things like that. You know, let you know let their mental well-being be well taken care of and things like that. But oh my god, the first four episodes of season four of season two of Invisible were great, were phenomenal. Great improvement over season one. Great to see the story kind of getting more fleshed out. Vultrumites obviously showing their more ruthless and strong conviction and things like that. I just I can't even go if I want to go into details as to what I love about Invisible Season 2. I'm gonna spend like seven hours on this podcast. But definitely check it out if you haven't. Um you could probably wait maybe for the, the, the episode five to kind of or for it to resume. I'm really pissed to be honest, because I wasn't expecting a, a, a break this this soon. But I really loved it. Um Omni Man, um uh Vincible himself, Debbie the character, hell, even Amber has got kind of better writing this season. So I'm definitely going to uh, more of Invincible. And now this was actually news <laughs> that I found really, really funny. And and I think also inevitable. Now, of course, anime has gets a lot of live action um, you know, interpretations. We have the kind of lackluster ones like Death Notes. Uh, I personally have not seen, I never saw Cowboy Bebop's live action, but I heard it wasn't, I heard it was a bit mediocre, but I can't really give my own opinion on that. We had one piece which I actually kind of enjoyed more than I thought. You know, uh, we have the upcoming Yu Yu show, and then now reports kind of came out about a Naruto movie, live action movie, and oh my god, I don't even know how I feel about this to be honest. Look, I'm not going to t- totally write it off first because I thought One Piece was an impossible project to bring to live action and it kind of did that quite well. I also feel Naruto has one of those eccentricities that makes it hard to translate from live a- animation to live action. But, fingers crossed, <laughs> I just shared a picture, it's just going to be so weird. Especially the, the, the fight scenes, it needs to have that energy of the fight scenes and I really hope we can deliver on that. I don't have much to say about this because uh, we've not gotten more news from it but i hope they get a capable director that first of all respects the source material you might, you might not have to be a fan or a, a, a beloved person of it just respect it and translate it well to the to the to, to live action i really hope for that all right uh i think lastly for today um i want to talk on the upcoming fallout series which i've actually been quite excited for to be honest because Fallout is one of those video games that even when I play Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, I always thought it would lend itself well to a TV show. Uh, personally, I always thought that it would be interesting to have a Fallout TV show where everything takes place in the same universe or same um, vicinity, but each episode focuses on a different, I guess, vault and how they survived. So it can be, it can be semi-anthological. But hey, whatever, if you don't pick a main character, it's still fine. What gets me excited is the fact that Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are working on this. Uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy previously have worked on Preston of, um, on Westworld, and then you know, and they also worked on I believe Preston of Interest. But you know, there is and also yeah, the Peripheral. It showed that I actually I liked it. I, I wanted to love it. I didn't love it. I thought it had potential to be exceedingly great, but I liked it. I liked the concept. I thought it got a bit over bloated. And unfortunately, they got cancelled by Apple. I'm sorry, by Amazon. But yeah, I'm looking forward to what they want to do with this. And Fallout is one of those projects, like I said, that I think lends itself well to live action. And especially after seeing Apple's Silo, which I'm not gonna lie, as I was watching Silo, all I could think of was all that took place on inside the vault in Fallout, and I could see how a Fallout TV show could work. So um, we don't have any teaser or trailer yet. I think the teaser was shown in the UK, but it hasn't come out yet. But a series panel at the CCXP that's in Brazil, which is like the kind of Comic Con Brazil. 
on December second is come is is going to take place. And um, Walter Goggins, who is actually starring in the show, very underrated actor in my opinion, and executive producer Jonathan Olagun going to offer fans an exclusive look into the live action adaptation. Really, really excited for this project, and I really hope it delivers. I have faith in it. I won't say I'm I'm, I'm hyped about it per se, but I am looking forward to it. I really think like with the current level of technology and VFX and the advancements in tech and, and things like that, I think a Fallout TV show could really, really work well. Anyway, that's all the time I have today, guys. Thanks for tuning in as always. Let me know what you guys think about it in the comment section about all the news we went through. Are you excited for a, for a Naruto live-action TV show, um, um, for a movie? What are your thoughts on the new dates for the upcoming Marvel and, and DC, DC movies and TV show? Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. And as always, guys, stay safe and stay tuned. Thank you.